0: We sit glued to the TV set all night, and every day, Why go into the outside world at all, it's such a fright, we got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of... Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 234. On this episode, we've got some news, and then we'll be talking about the second season premieres of Under the Dome and Witches of East End, Uh, the first season finale, hopefully only the first season finale of... Undateable, and recent episodes of Covert Affairs and Falling Skies. Plus, we've got some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 234. I'm Jason the TV TVholic from tvholic.com, and this week I have joining me Kyle Nolan of NoReruns.net
1: and Melissa Giaramonti from thetelevixen.com.
0: And uh, thank you, Kyle, again, for joining me (laughs) this time as a scheduled guest. And uh, Melissa, thank you as well for joining me on the podcast this week. You didn't have to say, you're not (laughs) so-and-so. Yeah, Yeah. last week was uh, uh, one of those times where every once in a while you have it scheduled out and then somebody – something comes up that day. So luckily Kyle was able to drop everything – (laughs) <laughs> and join us last week. All right. We'll jump into the news. The first one, I just I find this funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The CW has canceled Famous in 12, a show where they tried to take a family and make them famous and nobody watched. <laughs> that so non-famous in
2: 4 or something. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just think that one's kind of funny. Also kind of weird. I mean, I sort of get it, but hadn't they already aired like almost half the season?
2: I thought they only aired like four episodes of it.
0: Well, I don't – yeah, I guess so. Maybe not, but it just seems like they were already into it and it's the summer. But I guess if you can get uh, better ratings from – I don't know. Whose Line Is Anyway reruns or something in that spot. (laughs) I guess that's better than continuing to run something that nobody's, uh, nobody's watching. Uh, Next up, uh, Disney Channel has renewed Uh, I Didn't Do It for a second season. Well, apparently they did do it, but that'll be back for a second season. And then also on the funny (laughs) list of things, uh, Fox has canceled Hieroglyph. You may be going, what the hell is Hieroglyph? (laughs) 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 Nobody knew, because they'd only seen like a short, you know, sort of trailer about it, and it looked super strange with the I don't know, what was it? ancient Egypt and vampires and all kinds of weird stuff uh, that Fox just picked up back in May as a new series. And uh, apparently, what they saw coming in was uh, not good. I would have to say, and so they just canceled it before continuing production of it, which is probably uh, smart. But I wonder how much they had already done of building sets and uh you know and stuff like that and the planning and production how far they were into it already to that they thought it was a better idea to just flush that money down the toilet instead of (laughs) continuing on and finishing a first season of it we'll see
2: some other ancient egypt show come next year they'll (laughs) reuse the sets
1: (laughs) i was gonna say they're really clearing house post kevin riley Everything that went straight to series with him.
0: Yeah, that, that was also one that was picked up straight to series. There was no pilot for it. But then they they announced it, that they were actually going to do it. <laughs> and it's like, uh, just uh, probably, just based on the way that it looked and the little bit about it, probably a good idea.
1: It looked terrible.
2: <laughs> yeah, it looked awful. I'd rather they do what they did than do like what happened to that other Us and Them where they actually recorded it all and decided not to
0: air it. Like yeah. Where where they keep cutting the episode order and then and then actually have episodes but just never air them.
1: Yeah, I'm disappointed still with us and them because I watched that pilot and I really, really loved it.
0: Yeah, I liked the pilot too. I thought they did a really good job of not just completely
1: Ripping uh, off the source yeah, material?
0: Yeah. I mean, it it, it kind of does, but it felt like, you know, it was a good matching of the actors mm-hmm. uh, and that, you know, they could go from the pilot. They could go their own direction. They wouldn't have to, nec- you know, they wouldn't necessarily have to follow uh, Gavin and what was it? Gavin and Stacy? Yeah. You know, follow the actual, which is also a really good show. Uh, but but then to film them. All I can think of is that the direction that they went after that in the next few episodes must have been not good. I mean, Fox must have seen them and went, This isn't going anywhere or Kevin Riley saw them and didn't like them. Yeah, the pilot was really good. That was a weird one too, to and to have them I don't understand why they don't just why they haven't just like put them on a Saturday night or or a Friday night or something over the summer. Or even on you know, a Tuesday night in place of the in some of the comedy where they're going to be airing comedies, anyways. I don't know. It, it can't be worse than what
2: ABC has been doing with the assets, <laughs> like burning them on Saturday, and now it's going to show up in, in the future sometime on some Sunday afternoon or something. And
0: yeah, I, I I like that. It looks like oh, okay, they're going to burn the rest of the series off on Saturday. Oh wait, where would to go? Like what's happening? Uh who knows? But you know. There's not a whole lot of people watching it, which is why they're doing it with those. But lastly, uh, on the news front, uh, Netflix uh, has announced a premiere date, or the day they're going to drop the final season of The Killing. So it'll be The Killing Season 4 will uh, show up as of midnight, Friday, August 1st, which always sounds like uh, that's actually really early in the morning. It's (laughs) It's like at the... So when you hear midnight you always think at the end of the day uh, even though it's the
2: first well it's also midnight pst so for us <laughs> east coasters it's like 3 a.m so yeah. not a chance some stay. well I, i'm not watching that anyway but
0: but yeah six episodes to uh close out the series that the that, that has been canceled twice uh that's uh that's that's been another interesting show uh, although the the trailer for it looked looked pretty good even though i wasn't a fan of where they went in the end of the last season but they uh, i i like the idea of it and that netflix uses their stats and goes wow a lot of people are watching the killing uh, and like you know, <laughs> and like the killing it'd be really good if we had an actual good ending to the series so they they funded a few more episodes all right that'll do it for the news and uh we'll head over to the primetime segment i uh, got five shows to talk about this week. Uh, first up, the number one comedy from last season, last summer. This <laughs> 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 came back in prime comedy form. <laughs> yeah. Under the Dome, season two, episode one, heads will roll. And uh, what do you think, Melissa, of uh, Under the Dome?
1: Well... I was intrigued by it at the beginning. So, like, at the start of the first season, it seemed promising. The promise was interesting. I've never read the book, so it was all something completely new to me. Um, by the end of last season, i I very grudging. Like, I did not
0: want to watch it. <laughs> you were like, I've it. put ten hours into this. I'm going to finish yeah. it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I I just was not into it by the end. And I, I... DVR'd the the season two premiere just in case I heard something wonderful happened, but kind of was thinking I probably won't watch it. Um, and it wasn't that interesting. There are a couple intriguing things that I, if I do continue watching, that would be the reasons why I'm watching. Um, but and the ending of that season premiere was just kind of. Really, really bad. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm kind of leaning toward that. I'm not going to continue with it. Um, The only storyline that I'm really kind of intrigued by is um, Junior, who's now insisting on being called James, um, seeing his mom. And then we see her as well doing her paintings. And then the introduction of uh, Uncle Sam. Uh, those are that's kind of an intriguing part, but the rest of it, I could care less about. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, one problem I had with the introduction of Uncle Sam was th- where has this guy been for the last two weeks? He's an EMT. You would think he would be the one that they need <laughs> like when all this stuff is happening. Like, and and people are getting hurt. Like, why isn't he
0: uh, showing up? Because he's been out drinking to drinking himself to uh, into a stupor for in his cabin. <sighs> Go ahead. But I do like that this small town has enough outlying areas that still fit under the dome where there's still plenty of people in there that we have you know, that they can just introduce at any time. <laughs>
1: it's like, yeah, that kind of doesn't make yeah. sense to me. That's, but.
0: that's partially the problem I've had with the show is is you never can seem to get a grip on how big the area actually is, how many people are actually in it. You know, when they have these big, you know, like they have a town meeting at the the diner. That can't be everybody in the town. Uh, Even all the people that, you know, like showed up with their pitchforks to hang Barbie at the end of the first season. Uh, You know, that wasn't even like the whole town. So there's just like, there's like, seems to be like all these people that are still just like going about their daily business. You know, like, oh, there's a dome, whatever. It seems like. I don't know. There's always been not enough urgency about what the problem is and not enough feel of, While of course we're going to follow a, a handful of main characters, not enough feeling of that everybody, that there's a lot of people in this place that are, you know, like really worried about, you know, what's going on. And like you said, Melissa, there are, there were a couple of intriguing things like the, you know, the expanding out of that family and, and the paintings and you know and that type of stuff and what's going on and uh then also the the creepy little girl uh that uh is is out walking around. But then they also felt like they just killed some people off because, hey, we need to we need to kill some people off. Like I don't know
1: Well it's like we can't introduce anyone new without getting rid of some old
0: yeah, but it was also like some of the what they chose to do, like especially there at the end, you're like, okay, really, you're you spend all this time in the first season, uh, showing us the four special people that are connected to it, but then you have this person, you know, maybe because since they don't show, you have somebody take out one of the the four people here at the beginning of the season. I don't know. It's just. I th- I thought the Linda
2: killing was just absolutely ridiculous. Like those first 20 minutes were like a comedy. Like with like it made no sense as to what was magnetic being attracted. Like you'd have big trucks get attracted to this wall and then you like they're wearing belts and like watches and those never go up to the wall. Well, like
0: The main thing that bothered me about her getting smashed by the truck and is that she just had a nosebleed later. Well, is that They didn't do a good job of staging the scene. Like you said, if you look on the side of that road, there's a metal fence that goes along and you're just like, okay, if stuff close to the dome is being attracted to it then why isn't that fence being ripped out of, because then I just started seeing everything that would be metal. That's not being attracted to
2: it. Yeah, That's all. That's all I could see when watching. And then like with the kid who gets the nail through his hand, all of a sudden the nail goes in one direction, but then it comes back out the, 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 the reverse direction. Like how is it suddenly like reverse polarity on the, on the magnet? Like well, it made uh, no sense.
0: Well, it, it went all the way through. Uh, that was, that was the other thing is I couldn't, tell like what the deal was with you know things are like when uh big jim goes into his uh his bunker and then all of a sudden things start getting flung around that the gate the metal door closes and things stop and well things on the outside fly to that so that it it locks him in there you know there's things on top of the door and i'm like okay wait a second why are things being sent towards this, <laughs> but they're being attracted to the dome in other places? Uh, I didn't get how, it it seemed to me that the the door, the metal door and all that stuff would be, you know, all of a, like it sucked the gun out of his hand, but now all of a sudden, so like, there was no, it was almost like, you know, the dome is magical. It, it wasn't just turned magnetic so that things that were close to it started, being attracted to it, it it seemed to be able to throw its polarity wherever it wanted to, or something. I don't know. Whatever the scene required, yeah, is, it just it made it yeah. made no sense to me. uh Also, the scene with the you know it's pulling the nails out of the house, uh, so yeah, the house is going to get destroyed. uh But also, they were like being pro- they put up the table to protect them, but it went through his hand and then through the table, and I was like, well, what about all the other nails? That weren't there other nails. Like the, the table was stopping. Why aren't those flying through? There's suspension of disbelief and then there's just being ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah. and this was just uh, a prime example of
0: ridiculous. Hurry, we're being chased by the stove. <laughs> we, gotta, <laughs> we gotta get out of here. See?
1: That would have been interesting. <laughs> All of the appliances come to life. That would keep you watching.
0: <laughs> but it was, I don't, I don't know. It, it was just, uh, there was a bunch of things. There was too many things around the one or two interesting things, just like last season. Like there would be one or two interesting things here or there, but then just this really dumb stuff happening around it that I don't know. It just, uh... and then, you know, now it, it, just because somebody dies, they still get to appear in visions at least, you know, or something. Ah. Uh, I I don't I I set the DVR to record tonight, but I don't know. I don't think I can make it through a season just to like hate watch. Yeah, just to, well, <laughs> yeah, just to well more of comedic watch. Like just, really? just like just just to laugh at the stuff that uh, it doesn't make any sense. There's still two. There's plenty of other things uh, on in the summer, especially on. On Monday nights for me that, uh, to, that I'd much rather watch. So, yeah, I don't know. Probably uh, – pro- I'll probably watch tonight just just to see, like, where they pick up from the things that happened. But the description of the episode didn't really <laughs> leave me uh, really wanting to watch. I don't know. I think that will do it for uh, Under the Dome both here on the podcast and on, on my TV. <laughs> Uh, covert affairs next up uh, season five episode two false scorpion we're back here with the with a, a new season a couple episodes in and uh you know they've ramped things up as per usual with the show now uh, kyle what'd you think of uh false scorpion and the the first couple episodes of the season so far
2: Oh, I like the new the two new dynamics they have set up uh for Annie and Augie. Uh Annie like you know she's eventually gonna get with this McQuaid guy, like she hates him or is dealing with him, but you can tell eventually those two will will get together. Uh and then Augie and, and Haley have already uh have already uh moved their relationship further. Uh but you could tell right from the start they had that like Will they? Won't they? Romantic comedy type of uh, relationship uh, when he's complaining to her about being a paper pusher.
0: And um, even though Augie can't see, boy does that guy got a type. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: oh. But yeah, I mean I think I I, I they they've been keeping it uh action packed and I, I like some of the new uh relationships there. The one thing I don't understand, they should have just gotten rid of uh those two older uh people that used to run the, the firm. Like they don't really seem to serve any purpose anymore. I forget what the character names are.
1: Who, Jonah and Arthur?
2: Yes, yeah. They don't really seem to have any purpose anymore. They have the the other guy who's now her boss and they just uh, talk about their baby and that's about all they, they show up for every once in a while, it seems like.
1: I I see why I can see why they're keeping them around. Um especially with Arthur's new position with McQuaid. I can I can see because they want to show that dynamic. Um with with them two, you know, one still in the CIA, one working with you know, private company that, that contracts that the CIA contracts out stuff to occasionally, and you know, kind of that, you know, the potential conflict that arises from that. Also, because those two have really kind of I don't want to say they've been like parents to Annie, but they've kind of looked out for her, and they're probably as close as to what she has of family any longer on the show. So I think that's why they've kind of kept them around. I also don't think that uh, it's the end of, you know, I think Joan will somehow end up back in charge again. Um, but, yeah, they so far their roles haven't been that exciting this season, but I don't see it staying that way.
0: What did you think of, what, a heart ailment or whatever that... Uh...
1: I was totally thrown off by that in the first episode, I even wrote a blog post about it. I was sure that she was being haunted by her actions, that it was some type of anxiety or PTSD, that maybe her time away she had a breakdown and was institutionalized, that was totally where I thought they were going. But to find out that it's um, uh, a heart disease like a heart condition, that's just com- that's just a completely different other other game especially knowing that the second the cia finds out she has this she's gone like she can no longer work for them with a condition like that
0: yeah it it puts it it puts a an interesting story point but it's an interesting to- story point that at some point like yeah like you said if it gets found out she's out there's no like oh but she's really good at her job and she knows about this thing so we need to keep her in the cia type of look away you know uh, type of thing with some sort of medical uh, problem like that. Uh so it it feels like a and it seemed like a thing that's not you know it's not like there's a treatment that uh you can cure it type of thing. So it was a weird thing to give your star <laughs> of a show that you you know this is a type of show that could go on for for a long time. Uh so that I I thought that was kind of a a weird thing to do also it feel even though she's been gone for four months and you know she went through all kinds of stuff it seems like this is not something that she I mean I guess there's there these types of things where just one day you all of a sudden feel something and you're like you go to the doctor Uh but there's like no you've never seen anything where she's had any you know, like any problems even small problems Uh, And now, all of a sudden, just four months later, after she was sitting on the boat, you know, leaving the harbor, at the end of the last season, she's been diagnosed with a disease that she needs medication to control. And if she doesn't have her medication, she, uh, you know, loses it. And uh, especially in a, you know, in a fight situation or something where she gets uh, exerted, uh, that I don't know. That just seemed like a so far out of left field type of thing to add in that it didn't seem like enough time. I don't know. Just weird. Just seemed like an unnecessary layer to add to her character (laughs) that didn't need to be there. Then you could almost get some of the similar effect from what Melissa was talking about.
1: Yeah. But at the same time, I do know people who have been diagnosed with similar heart conditions out of the blue, like, into their 20s and 30s. So it is possible that, you know, within the span of a few months, this could change your life, and there's no indication of it early on. I mean, you hear all those stories about, like, high school athletes that drop dead on the field and then find out, oh, they had an undiagnosed heart condition this whole time. So it's not – I mean, it's, it doesn't make sense in the context of his character, but it's not that far
0: I don't – Yeah, guess. I, I guess, but I'm just sort of, like, when yeah. – When was it in that four months that she found out about this and decided to stay away for four months? Because it seemed like she was heading back, like, right then at the end of the season, and she decided to take a little time off and and then started to feel something and then went to the doctor and got diagnosed with this problem that is now – but that's the thing is it's now become, uh, you know, something that's debilitating without the medication uh, where – it's like, what was, the, what was the thing that pushed it over the top, you know, the extra exertion of all the things that she's done? All of a sudden, when she's done with the biggest thing she's ever done, and she's basically on vacation on the way back, that's when, I don't know, it just, like Kyle said, it seemed like an unnecessary extra thing. To me, it just seems too big that you can't, you can't like write it away.
2: Yeah, she can't suddenly magically
0: – oh, no, it's okay. gone. <laughs> or it turns out yeah. that it was a bad diagnosis and she really doesn't have some sort of heart ailment.
1: <laughs> what I'm thinking it might do is maybe it will propel her in a different direction. It might force her to no longer you know, be a field agent with the CIA. Maybe it will force her to work for someone like a McQuaid, like a contractor who probably doesn't have the – as strict of uh, restrictions on their, on their people. Or you or know might,
0: might overlook it for the talent or whatever.
1: Exactly. Or would would the CIA keep her on in another capacity? And you know, could she become the you know the head of of the DPD or something like that?
2: Season six, we'll just see her sitting in an office every week. <laughs> it'll be like it'll be a office comedy. <laughs>
1: Uh. what I do like what I really like is I like two females that they've introduced uh in this episode um Caitlin who is McQuaid's number two who is Perry Reeves aka Mrs. Ari from Entourage I love her and I'm glad to see her on something and then Amy Jo Johnson um I I like her and I'm, I'm excited to see more of her on this so um yay for more kick ass ladies on the show.
0: Yeah, the, those uh, those both work uh, uh pretty well. I like <laughs> I, I, I like the the sort of uh the bit all about the the new company that he's kind to work for and it's just you know, she comes in and she's like, "Oh, we'll just ha- come to my office. We'll just the food's better here, you know, <laughs> than going anyplace else." It's like a one-stop shop <laughs> uh office complex for a CIA contractor. That added some interesting Potential elements uh, going forward. Uh, the only other thing I thought this has been a little bit weird in is it seems that now that Annie's back from the dead, there should have been some mention of her sister. Because there was a mention of Augie having to call her sister when she when he thought she was dead. It seems like there should be some sort of, now that she has reappeared...
2: I actually let her know her sister's actually alive.
0: Some sort of mention <laughs> about it or something, or... <laughs> Or, like, even if she would have said, like, wh- you know, where have you been for four months? Oh, I was here, here, and I stopped off to see my sister on the way back to tell her I was alive, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but still, uh, a fun show. I'm uh, interested to see where they're going with this, uh, you know, some of the new, you know, mysteries that they've got uh, set up. And, uh, and who, you know, what is it that McQuaid wanted to know from, you know, this guy, like, what <laughs> what was his uh big uh that he went down personally to, to find to find the guy there's there's got to be something uh you know bigger around going on that uh I'm interested to see but still this one this one added element now just seems like how how much farther this is this is the type of this is the type of development that I go okay well i i don't see a season eight like type of thing, you know, but within a series that is clearly built that could go on for uh, a long time, even though, as we've seen, uh, USA Network shows, unless you're Monk, don't go much past, or, you know, maybe Psych, uh, don't go much past, you know, five or six seasons anyways. Well, let's not name the Annie Walker show because they, they
2: could always bring in a new <laughs> a new uh, agent, but I doubt they would.
0: yeah. Well, there's the—I mean—the whole thing is built around the dynamic of of this character, and that's why you don't get rid of those two characters. You keep them involved is because they're the ones that brought her in, even before like her training was completely finished at the beginning of the show. And so you start losing those things, and you lose some of the you know the original. While the show has continued to change, you lose some of the original dynamic of what is why you've started watching it. That'll do it for uh, Covert Affairs. And move on to the uh the next show on the list, which is an intentional comedy. Undate- <laughs> <laughs> Undateable. Uh season one, episode thirteen, uh, Go for Gary. Uh but also they was they played the last three episodes uh of the season this week. Uh hopefully I don't know how likely it is that it comes back, but uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to see uh more of this uh this group of uh this group of guys. Uh, and gals uh, in the bar so uh uh melissa you uh I wrote a letter about uh, <laughs> <laughs> about the show what did what did you think of well i know cuz i read your let open letter about the show but so how about letting <laughs> uh well letting everybody else know <laughs> your thoughts well, on undateable
1: i I am a huge fan. I love ensemble comedies. I mean, I was a huge fan of Friends. Um, I loved How I Met Your Mother until the last episode, and then it lost me. Um, Happy Endings, I adored. I even really, really loved, I don't know if you guys remember the Fox comedy that lasted like a season, Traffic Light. I thought that was such a funny show. Um, And I'm so nervous about getting attached to any comedies any longer, just because it seems to be like with happy endings, they're just pulled away from me so quickly. Um, Undateable, when it first started, it was like, I'm not in love with it, but I see the potential. And I thought that they did a really good job with with growing the characters beyond, you know, just the two-dimensional stereotypes. I like that they added some layers to them. I like that while, you know... Um, Danny thought he's teaching he's teaching um, Justin, you know, how to be a more desirable man and all that kind of stuff. Justin was really teaching Danny, you know, how to feel more, how to get more in touch with his feelings, how to be a good friend. How to be um, a person. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um so I I really liked that dynamic. I I don't want to use the bromance word, but it kind of is a bromance. And the the secondary characters like outside of them were all really interesting too. I mean, I I mean, I'll put this out there. I'm a huge Ron Funches fan. I think he is awesome. So Shelley from the beginning has been one of the reasons I just laugh all the time. Like I want him to just come and sit in my living room and do commentary on everything that goes on and giggle that, that adorable little giggle. So, um, I just, I thought it was a neat thing. And I mean, the female characters, although they weren't a huge part of the show, all of them, they, they still had, you know, some really interesting, some really interesting roles to play. Um, uh, Leslie, I mean, have the biggest of them, of them all, um, but I, I just, I don't know, there's something about it that makes me really, really want more. I like the way everyone interacts with each other, and I laugh. I mean, there are a lot of comedies that I watch that make me think that are more cerebral, but this just, I sit for a half an hour, and I laugh almost from beginning to end, and also, I I this is one of the shows that I've rewatched each episode at least twice, sometimes three times. So um I just thought it was really good. I, I liked the way the season ended. I'm glad that they didn't give it kind of like a very final looking ending. Um so I'm I'm hoping I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we get more. Um but who knows at this point.
0: How about you, Kyle? I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: <laughs> no, uh, no! I, I, I really, I thought the the cast works great together. I thought this last episode of the season was actually the uh, like probably the best one that they've done so far. Um, like uh, Melissa was saying, Ron Funches is hilarious with his one liners. Like they always have something for him to just throw out. Uh, and he's always funny uh, They have uh, The Justin character's always breaking into song for something Who knows why the, the one thing that bugged me throughout the thing Which now I know it's not going away Is the whole Baby Bird nickname And since they named the bar Baby Bird I know that's not going away If it comes back Um But yeah, I mean, overall, I really like this final episode. I really liked how um, Justin was the one that got the girl, and then it just baffled Danny, like how anyone would choose someone else over him. And it was good to see him get put into his place and with his ex girlfriend there doing her drive by insults. uh, That was a lot of fun too. Uh, But yeah, overall, I I think it was a a really fun show with a with an entertaining cast.
0: Uh, I really liked it. I liked it for the beginning. Even, you know, the first couple episodes were uh, a little rough, but they, you know, about halfway through, they had figured out a better, you know, a better dynamic of uh, how the show was going to work. Plus they were able to add in, especially by the end of the season, they gave, you know, they actually gave Burski something to do other than sit and look pathetic uh, in, a, in an episode. So, you know, so they've started, they started to give more of the side characters you uh, cre- have them become more of a character than you know than just somebody to uh, to throw out a punchline here or there but agree that Ron Funches gets all the best lines or M- more likely just comes up with some of the best lines. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. My, my my favorite from from the season finale was uh Leslie and Shelly. What do you call it when a guy does the walk of shame? And Shelly's like, I call it skipping to breakfast. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I like his line about breaking up with, with a bag of chips or whatever that that thing was.
1: <laughs> oh. I mean, also, um, can I have, uh, like, my own little entourage of people to do a slow motion celebration for me? <laughs> that, <laughs> like, I want that in my life. <laughs> that,
0: uh, that, that was great. Uh, <laughs> uh, especially when it started and then it, it, like, went all the way around, almost like a slow motion wave of celebration, <laughs> like, around the bar where, you know, everybody was, was doing that in the background. Yeah, just, I don't know, a really funny show that I hope we get to see another season. Uh, The only thing I wish they would have done a little better, while they did carry some stuff from, you know, uh, obviously a continuing storyline on, there were a lot of times where they would get in fights or conversations where something that just had happened in the previous episode would have been the perfect thing to bring up as a, you know, a rebuttal to (laughs) what they were talking about now, but it was like they had completely forgotten about that but since you're watching two episodes a week you as the viewer just just seen that yeah uh you know so uh if they do get a second season i i would hope that maybe they could be a little better with the overall stories that they're telling uh but the individual stuff that they were doing and just it it was a great it was a really great 90 minutes of or you know, sixty something minutes without the commercials uh of the last three episodes on Thursday. Uh, they they were quite enjoyable. Okay, so I think we all agree that we'd like to see more undateable, and uh hopefully uh hopefully we'll get that chance, but uh we'll move on to the next show on the list. Uh which is which is witches which is, <laughs> which is <laughs> Witches of East End uh season two Episode one, movable beast, uh, the season premiere. And I just want to say, uh, I've heard of getting a little tail, uh, but this takes <laughs> it up a notch, <laughs> I think.
1: Oh, gosh. I'm <laughs> I going with that. I'm intrigued, but, oh, yeah. Poor girl.
0: Yeah, that was, I mean, that was almost a, you figured that something or someone or something else had come through the portal besides uh you know their brother uh but that was uh that was way more than i was expecting
1: yeah i'm also really really intrigued by that because um at uh, i was at the atx festival uh last month and rachel boston was talking about you know that there's stuff going on around her and she's a little bit oblivious to it so i'm not sure if whatever this thing is has some type of a spell over her. Um, also, I kept thinking, is that like one of the creatures from Avatar? Because that's what it <laughs> reminded me <laughs> of. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's uh it's gonna be interesting. Uh also I mean like you know Aunt Wendy being on Last Life, that's kind of a an interesting thing, you know, because the next time she dies, she's dead dead. Like she's not just gonna be back they'll
2: find a way to to reset that somehow i'm sure
1: yeah she's a she's a popular character so i don't see i don't see her going anywhere but um what i thought was really cool about um how they started off this season was you know having the the guys have their power so it's no longer just the um you know it's no longer just the witches we've got killian and dash showing and getting to know kind of the way Ingrid and Freya were last season when they first, you know, found things out and were learning what they were capable of and how to use it.
0: Yeah, except for the thing of having actual people that know what's going on.
1: Exactly. <laughs> you
0: know, like with their exactly. with their mother gone, they have no, you know, no clue whatsoever.
1: Yeah, so I'm I really want to see what's going to happen with those guys. Also, I mean bringing Frederick into the mix is uh is interesting so um yeah Yeah, I mean it's just it's it's got a bit of a darker tone and it's a little more uh intense uh I'm not sure um at what point you know I mean I didn't find the first episode as you you know kind of in the first season there was that balance between you know like kind of dark stuff and the almost fun banter and in that first episode back Uh, the fun part was toned down quite a bit. So uh, I'm curious to see how that's going to, like how that dynamic is going to play out throughout the rest of the season. From what I understand, it is darker. It is a darker season overall. So...
2: Yeah, I had that same opinion. I had never seen the show until like a couple of weeks ago when I was reviewing the first season DVD. And that's one thing that I really liked about the first season was there was that fun stuff mixed in with this. This felt like a really long hour of television when I was watching the premiere.
0: Maybe they'll be able to get back to some of that. I think some of it is the you know partially the situation like how much fun banter can you have when your mom's upstairs dying and. uh there's uh, other weird things going on, so maybe now that she's been, you know, uh, healed by her son, and maybe they'll be able to get back to, uh, you know, uh, add in a little bit more of that. But you know, the stakes have kind of been raised a little bit with what's going on. How much, how much witty banter makes sense <laughs> in, yeah. in this uh, in this situation? I don't know, but. I think they'll probably be able to add in a little bit more as they as they go along, uh because yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't lose all of the you know you know, all of the fun. I mean you do get a little bit uh maybe as Killian starts to, you know, like with his <laughs> I can just it's like I can read everybody's mind. I know what they're gonna do before they do it. So, you know, maybe some of it as we see them start to learn about what's going on. Uh, but, you know, the other dash just seems to be more of, more likely to become like his mother, you know, type of, yeah. and, uh, as, uh, and be a lot more dangerous. So, and then it also depends on whether they can add in, you know, are they going to be able to add in some other, you know, like romantic type storyline? Because they had some of that, that's where some of that stuff came from too, uh, but, you know. We it looked like pretty, they were already, But we had some pretty bad endings to a lot of those yeah. relationships in the first season.
2: It looked like they were already setting Wendy up with someone. Exactly. At the, at the library, which seems to be a major focal point yeah. in this town. Like, <laughs> whoever goes to the library, yet they're there all the time. I know one of them works at the library, but still. like.
0: But it seems like the place to pick people up. More so than the bar that, yeah. that the other sister works at, you know, so... But yeah, hopefully they can get back to to some of that. But I still like, I still like some of the stuff that they've uh, got. You know that they've set up story wise uh, in this. Although the uh, the ending made you go, okay, wait, what? Where now? Where are we going with this? Like it just jumped things like a whole nother level from just magic to uh, apparently there's other types of creature type people. Uh, in the in the other world that they're from
1: and opening up that portal has just unleashed who knows what else
0: yeah it also seems like uh, they sort of backburned like oh we'll we'll close the portal tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> seems like a little more important <laughs> <Yeah>. thing. To- <laughs> it's going to be like the
2: the buffy hellmouth will just get that's going to be an excuse for introducing any new new character
0: now i don't know it'd be uh, it's still Still, still interesting. I still like the where where they're going, uh, or where they're potentially going. I'm I'm definitely intrigued to continue on with the, uh, to see where they go here with the second season. All right. Lastly, uh, on the list of, of uh, shows this week is uh, Falling Skies, uh, season four, episode three, uh, Exodus. You know, a, g- a good episode. Pope actually stepping up. <laughs> And not being, uh, you know, finally coming around to, you know, it's, we're all going to die anyways. So, (laughs) but, you know, the escape was, you know, made for, you know, an exciting episode. But I still want to know, we're three episodes in and I still want to know, like, what is the new plan? The Sfinni have this new, you know, they're indoctrinating kids instead of just harnessing them. Uh, they're talking about taking parents in for processing. I don't know. There's just a whole bunch of stuff that's still out there that, uh, they sort of need to tell us like, <laughs> like what's, what's going on a little bit more.
1: They did kind of touch on that a tiny bit about creating a hybrid race. So is that their ultimate goal?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess, uh, deciding to, I don't know, but they were, originally, they were, you know, they were they were harnessing kids and. And, and stuff, and now apparently they're trying to do something with the adults too, instead of just kill them. But it, it I don't know. It just seems to, that from season to season, they always like completely change up like what the, what the show is. But it, it seems like such a, a big turn from where the Asphinia have been in the past to, not quite, uh, not quite knowing exactly what they're doing here. Uh, It's also sort of a weird thing that apparently uh, they've come – not just – Tom Mason isn't the only person that knows about uh, Earth history. Apparently the Asfinia have picked it up because uh, they're trying the indoctrination (laughs) with the the kids and uh, – which uh, I don't know.
2: I'm hoping now that they finally escaped and the groups are starting to come back together that we'll start to get – Get those answers and figure out what this group is going to do as a whole to to stop them. One thing I found confusing in this week, I like we had Karen back in that dream sequence. And I couldn't tell if it was just supposed to be like a dream sequence or if she was really telling uh, her that the baby wasn't hers. Like basically they just used her as like an incubation and implanted the baby in her. Like if it was
0: really her ch- Anne's child or not. I think they did something to the child. I think it—it it is her her daughter and and Tom's, but I think they also, as we saw, <laughs> hooked her up to one of the tall aliens <laughs> and uh, added a little something else in there. Yeah,
1: yeah. That I thought, took that as more of a flashback, like because Anne didn't really remember what happened during that time that she was taken away. So I thought it's that her memories are slowly all coming back to her.
0: Yeah, she finally is, you know, starting to, yeah, remember what happened and so, where uh, Tom isn't the only one that gets to have flashbacks to being captured on a ship.
1: Yeah. Also, yeah. when they were talking about Lexi, you know, dying, you know, with her aging at such a rapid rate, you know, how how long does she actually? have and obviously they haven't perfected this this hybrid so i'm guessing that part of their plan is you know trying to perfect the the species so to say um yeah so i'm i'm intrigued by by lexi and you know kind of that whole that whole storyline and finding out more and why they're not letting um Oh my gosh, I can't remember his name right now. Doctor, near her, uh, in addition to the the powers that we saw that she exhibits, in in the most recent episode.
0: Yeah, I don't know why they won't let Wilson uh, take a look at her.
1: He should bring in House, is what he should do. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he <can> do anything. <laughs> and you know, if anyone is going to survive the alien apocalypse, it's Doctor Gregory House.
0: That's right. He's sitting somewhere with a a giant bottle of uh Percocet and uh, and a guitar.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think th- that's the thing that also needs is that we're, hopefully we're maybe an episode or so away from uh the full group getting back together uh like with the coaches potentially getting uh the other Mason son out of you know out of the indoctrination camp uh and You know, now that uh, Anne has found her daughter and, you know, that part of the group has been uh, reunited. So we sort of have two major groups now and uh, hopefully they can find each other here and they can, you know, we can get back to a little uh, semblance of normalcy and them fighting against whatever this new uh, processing plan is of... uh, that they've decided, you know, to go a different route from what they've sort of previously been doing, and uh, but how creepy was sort of like the super happy daughter talking about how she had got her parents to come <laughs> come in, and now they were being sent off to processing. <laughs> I thought it was like her faking it at
2: first, like just to put on a a, a fake smile for that for that guy who's running the camp. <laughs> But it didn't seem like that after all, like that she may have actually been sucked into believing some of this stuff.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It. I like that. I like that, uh, I like that the, the young Mason is a lot, you know, a lot like his dad and is, you know, fighting against these things is pretending to be biding his time, but then steps up for the girl You know, because he knows that she wouldn't be able to, you know, handle whatever they would they would put at her. And, you know, I I, that part of the storyline, I really like, you know, like the youngest son, you know, really stepping up uh, like the rest of the the Mason clan has uh, has been pretty good. But I'm uh, I'm really hoping now it looks like we're going to get some action next week with them, you know, with this big group out now and the aliens searching for them and but hopefully you know within a couple episodes we could get the whole group back together that uh, that'd be really good yeah all right uh that'll do it for falling skies and for the uh, primetime segment this week next up uh we've got a few uh, tv recommendations uh first up uh my recommendation is i was just uh i was clicking through seeing like what dvd sets and things were coming out this week and trying to think of uh, what I might want to recommend, and I saw that uh, the Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. complete series set, which uh, is one of those tragically short-lived series, it was on sale for like fifteen bucks or something like that. So uh, that's my. It's been out for a while, but that's my recommendation: The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. the complete series, all twenty-seven episodes, uh, stars Bruce Campbell, uh, who. You may know from a bird notice and various other things, but just a really fun series kind of before it's time a little bit, Uh, but also hearkening back to the old days of uh, serialized, uh, well, really serialized like movies uh, that uh, my dad tells me of that he used to, (laughs) that he used to go where they would, you know, they would play at the theater. They would always end on a cliffhanger uh, and you'd have to come back next week to see how they got out of that jam, and uh, but they would end up in another one. Uh, but it was built very much in that sort of old-style, uh, serialized format, where they would always—every episode would have somebody in, in peril in some way, and you would be like, how are they going to get out of this? And then uh, you'd get to see in the next episode. And just a, a lot of fun, and uh, had sort of uh, hadn't, hadn't really thought of that show in a while, but uh, I think uh, it's going to be – when I saw that it's only 15 bucks, it's going to be being added to my DVD, my small yet uh, DVD collection. But, you know, only the best makes it into mine, unlike Kyle's, who covers his house. I actually already own that, but I've never watched it yet. <laughs> so you should watch it. It's actually, it's actually a lot of fun. That's my recommendation this week. Uh, Kyle, what is your uh, – your recommendation? So, my
2: recommendation, uh, BBC America just d- d- started their first original comedy series uh, a few weeks ago called Almost Royal. It's a faux reality show uh, that's it's sort of done in the style of like Ali, the Leg Show if you've seen that, where they have. Um, These characters, these people, are always in character, and they're interacting with real people who don't necessarily know that they're that they're fake characters. Uh, But the main two characters are Georgie and Poppy Carleton, who are the 50th and 51st in line for the throne. And the backstory is that her father died in some kind of freak accident, and his dying wish was for his son to go to America, and so his urn with them and they travel across america interacting with uh regular americans like they go to a rodeo in one episode like each each episode they go to a different city like they went to new york uh in another episode and it's just uh, i just find it really amusing the way that the they're able to stay in their clueless like snobby characters without breaking at all and just be comp- serious when they're talking to these people like i think in the rodeo one when they were talking to one cowboy guy they asked him if he was inspired by toy story one two or three to become a cowboy and uh like when they went to grand central station they're just looking around saying this is a lot like london but with a roof (laughs) and so like just weird uh it's just a weird funny show and i just really like the characters the the uh, Poppy Carlton. Anytime they go somewhere and they talk about celebrities, she always asks about Rick Moranis. Like that's her go-to celebrity that she always brings up. But it's just a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, if you like, uh, if you like things like uh, you know, like Bad Grandpa or borats or that that type of style yeah, so, yeah. of uh, that type of style of but comedy, but it's not as well, it's, but not it's not as, as rude. Yeah, and it's crude not as far as, out. As, but it's, as it's like that, that same yeah. situation where you have somebody playing a fake character talking to real people, and you're getting the real reactions. It's almost really like a hidden camera type show in in some, in some respects, where they're the only people that are in on the joke while while they're filming the stuff. Yeah. All right, and uh, Melissa, what is your recommendation?
1: My recommendation is a DVD and Blu-ray release uh for next week which is season 2 of The Amazing Orphan Black. Uh season 2 it just went by way too quickly. I it I, I was just getting into it and then it was like last episode so I can't wait to rewatch the second season. Uh it pro- it's still definitely one of the best shows on television. And it amazes me that almost every day I I meet someone who hasn't even heard of it yet. So um, it's my mission to make everybody watch it. Um, yeah.
0: So. yeah, it's definitely that show that in the the sort of online world of my Facebook friends and Twitter feed and stuff like that, everybody there knows about it. But you mention it to somebody at like work or something, and they're like, "What?" Yeah, it's that definitely that sort of. Uh, show that's that you know it is really good, but it's also sort of hidden on BBC America that not a lot of not a lot of people have yet found out about it. Even with all the press and stuff that it's gotten since the first season,
1: exactly. It it I mean the second season it continued to be really really good, intriguing storylines. Tatiana Maslany is a force to be reckoned with. She's hands down one of the most talented people out there. Um so I just I next week I'll be picking that up and I'll be having my my own little uh clone dance party in my living room.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would uh, I would concur with that recommendation. That's definitely worth if if you haven't, you know, if you haven't watched the show yet, Get the first, you know, we're talking twenty episodes here now after two seasons, so it's not like it's a huge. Still, you know, it's not like a huge uh, set of shows to uh, uh, to catch up with, uh, but we'll have uh, we'll have links uh, to uh, those recommendations uh, in the show notes, uh, as well as the news stories that we talked about, and also where you can uh, find uh, Kyle and Melissa online uh, in the show notes at tvtimes dot com slash two three four. Which is also where you can uh, let us know your thoughts on some of the shows that we talked about. Do you want to see a second season of Undateable? Uh, Do you find Under the Dome as hilarious as Kyle and I do? (laughs) Uh, You know, what do you think of the developments with Annie on Covert Affairs? Uh, Do you think Witches of East End has uh, gotten a little too serious uh, starting out in its second season? And uh, would you like to see the groups get back (laughs) together on Falling Skies and finally find out... uh, what the new plan is? Let us know in the show notes, uh, in the comments, or also uh, drop us a line at uh, feedback at three dot com. And uh, next week, Amory will be back. Well, she's supposed to be back. <laughs> uh, Amory, Amory will be back with me, and uh, our guest will be uh, Melissa Lowry from NiceGirlsTV dot uh, com, and also True Blood or True Dash Blood dot net. I think is the the website there since that show's going on right now too. And, uh, we'll be uh, talking about Comic-Con and, uh, by next Monday, when we record, they will have put out the, uh, entire, uh, what is it? The, uh, panels, all the, all the panels and everything will have been, uh, will have been put out, uh, over the previous four days. And so we'll be talking about what things we're most looking forward to. And, uh, besides, you know, getting to see like Melissa and Kyle and stuff in person, but, uh, That'll do it for this week. The opening and closing music is provided by IODA Prominent. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And once again, Kyle and Melissa, thank you for joining me on episode 234. Thanks for having Thanks. Us. We sit glued to the TV set all night.
2: And every night. Why go into the outside world at all. It's such a fright. We
1: got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.